Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for listening to Saints Happy Hour. We are a family here. You know what families do? They support each other. And if you aren't a patron, we need your support. All the great content you consume for free takes time, and money. If you love the show and listen regularly, please become a patron. We need you. Supporting Saints Happy Hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day. That's what the Saints should have paid Kenny Stills. So please go to Patreon slash Saints Happy Hour and support the show today. Eli Apple got roasted during and after the Super Bowl. The stupid Rams are world champions. But at least the halftime show was cool. Thomas, hit that sexy new intro. Hi, guys. This is Jono Barnes. That's Jono, bro, not Jono. And you are watching Saints Happy Hour, the number one Saints fan club and community in the world, featuring everybody's favorites, Ralph, Andrew, Dave, and Kevin. You guys are going to love this show. Who that? And cut. Good take, Jono. Well done. You ever watch that show? Not at all. Have you? Nah, I don't know who that is. Ralph guy. I always mispronounce his name, so whatever. This has got time. Let me actually. Here's my question. <laughs> wow. I really need to do my research before I sign off on these contracts. No wonder Sean Payne blocked them. Hell, no wonder Sean Payne left. After watching that, being a Falcons fan won't be too bad. Welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Thanks to John L. Barnes for doing that open. He's the best. Check out his videos. We are live on Twitch. If you aren't, follow us on Twitch. And remember to subscribe to Saints Happy Hour wherever you get your podcast. Also, become an annual patron on patreon.com slash Saints Happy Hour to get the best Saints podcast every day and you get a month for free. We had two new Twitch subscribers this this week, CGB270 and Romeo, both subbed with Prime. Speaking of which, Kevin, did you know you can support the show for free every month if you use Amazon Prime? All you have to do is go to twitch.tv slash Saints Happy Hour, click the subscribe button below the, the stream, and choose the option subscribe with Prime. It's super easy, and it's going to take you less than like five minutes. So go ahead and do it. Even if you're listening on the audio version, click the Twitch link in the description. And by the way, you can do it each month to support the show. Uh, so it's awesome. Uh, you should do it. My mom knows how to do it, so there's no excuse. Damn. Uh, mm. Everybody, what are we drinking tonight? Kevin? Go first? All right, cool. So went to the store, liquor store and got my... Decided to treat myself oh, nice. to some Cadbury cream eggs. Oh, there you go. Yes, I'm eating all four of them because I am a big fat fatty. <laughs> and I got a nice bottle 
of bourbon whiskey. Hang on. I'm trying to line it up with the camera. Called Amador. Hang on. Mm. Move that back. There we go. Are you are you drinking that neat? Uh, I had some ice in it before, but now I am drinking it neat. Is that uh, a classy? Is that a classy? Or... Yeah, well, yes, in that it doesn't have honey or a bunch of other sugary flavors to it, Ralph. Yes. <laughs> this is a 43% alcohol by volume, 86 proof. Uh, finished in Chardonnay, bo- uh, Chardonnay barrels. Ooh, classy. That is classy. Yeah, made in I, Kentucky. Well, I'm not going to do uh, anything to dispel the bougie accusations that I get. Uh, it's Valentine's Day, you know. So, actually, you guys know I was dry in January, and so I went to I look at my beer, beer fridge, and it was so pathetic. I have, like, two Purple Haze, one Corona, and, like, a Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager, and I'm like, I'm not feeling any of that. So my hey, dad was nice. Take the top, guys. My, uh, yeah, oh, Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave says he's on a date from hell. His <laughs> wife is holding him hostage. This one's for you, Dave. Dave. You know, I would say that we missed you. But that would be a lie. I was actually relieved that Dave wouldn't be on the show tonight because I thought maybe, hey, maybe I'll get a word in. Maybe yeah. someone won't think, be obnoxious is, on the show. Do you think Dave's at a better establishment than Olive Garden tonight, Kevin? Unlikely. No. 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 No, there's one thing we know about Dave Cariello. He loves infinite breadsticks. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Who can who can yeah. say no? I, I'm well, drinking anyway, local I'm drinking buzz again. Wine. It's good. And a shout out to my dad who uh, hooked me up with this bottle yesterday yeah. for the Super Bowl. It's a uh, little Chateau Neuf du Pape. Oh, God. That's the name of wine. French. <laughs> so. Some of you might know what that is. Whatever. Like two, like two of you. The bouge. The, the huge bougie meter just broke. It just exploded. It's yeah, in, but I'm going. I'm stemless, so I feel like that drops me down a notch. I feel like I feel like wine purists turn their nose up at stemless glasses. So I feel like that gives me like one percent street cred. So Kevin, did Eli Apple getting completely roasted during and after the game and the halftime show make up for the Rams winning the goddamn Super Bowl? Not entirely. Um, I wouldn't even say necessarily close. It, it may be a little bit different for me just being in St. Louis and having extra hatred for hatred, Mr. Kroenke. Hatred right. towards Stan Kroenke in general. I mean, I already didn't like the Rams, but Kroenke gave was that uh, extra dose. I, re- I couldn't watch him get the trophy. I was just like, oh, no, no, no. I, I, like, I, I heard off before that, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even stay up to watch like Stafford and you know whatever. No, I was, I was. I ejected and watched Reacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know I gotta I, I gotta say this. Okay. Yeah. I got I gotta say this about Eli Apple. Uh, you know the the anti New Orleans stuff was annoying. So I'm glad that he failed. I'm glad that he gave up the game winning touchdown. I'm glad that he sucked in this game, and I, I'm glad that he gets to eat his words. All that is great. But I got to say, he, he doesn't even deserve to be in the esteemed or the unesteemed category of like your Jason Davids, your Junior Galettes, your Brandon Browners. He, like he's not even on the same planet as those guys. And so like nice try, nice effort, You're throwing shade at New Orleans, trying to rile us up on Twitter and all that. But like now that he's garbage and he's been he's been uh you know ostracized and ridiculed i'm kind of ready to move on from eli apple 
Like, I don't want to spend too much thought, time, or energy <laughs> on that guy because, like, you're, you're not like he. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not in the Junior Galette or Brandon Brown or pantheon of of Saints players that we hate. Like, right. He's kind of low on the list. Like, I'm. He's kind of like a piss ant. Like, I'm ready to move. Yeah, on. Yeah, but like, he moved up the list. Like, well, I mean, right. I mean, yeah. had he had he not spent like the last two or three weeks shitting on New Orleans. Today, he would be getting 70% less of the heat that he's getting. I actually think we would be nice to him. I, I think would be, it'd be 100%. I think it'd be 90% less. We'd be like, eh, Eli, like, what do you expect? He did the best he could. If, he's not that he had, good. Don't blame he, him. Blame this. Blame that. Blame the referees. Yeah. But, like, now we're just, like, piling on him. That's right. Like, it's he, all your fault, and we love it. His mouth shut. He would have been in the same category as Von Bell and Trey Hendrickson. We all we all would have been rooting for him. He I tell was you bad what, though, in New Orleans, but he wasn't that bad. I tell you what, uh, if 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 I ever got embarrassed on a national stage in front of uh, tens of millions of people, I sure as shit would not have my mom go on social media the next day. No, you can't. And try and say nice things while <laughs> I hit out on social like media and didn't. Baby. And didn't this come play, take my medicine. this play that we're seeing right now on the on the on the uh, highlights. If you're on the live stream, thanks for joining us. By the way, that play, Andrew, got me real excited because your boy for the Bengals basically did a pi and like a wrestling move where he like just like kind of like face mask body slam like the whole <laughs> nine caught the touchdown, and I was like, if that play screws over the Rams. This will be a perfect evening. I was so excited for that play. It ended up not working out. Same thing that I always say, which is it's kind of like the Bamani Jones factor. Like, I preferred the fact that the Rams got screwed on a no call. Like, it made it better for me. I wanted their fan base to feel outrage about a referee (laughs) decision that killed them in this game. And I got to say, the Eli Apple pass interference call, like, I mean, he's got full grab of his jersey, so I get that. But Logan, the linebacker, you know, who comes was... around and bats that ball, like, that pass interference call, when they let it go the whole game, like, to decide to throw a ticky-tacky flag at that stage of the game was freaking horrible, man. It I was mean... horrible. And it's not that it wasn't pass interference. It was more just, like, be consistent in how you call the game. And the refs made it clear for minute one that unless – you were jumping off sides or committing Not a Not even then, foul. dude. Yeah. They weren't throwing flags. They were letting them play. That was kind of like, that, that was clear from the first snap, is that they were going to let these two teams play. So for that flag to happen on third and goal, when it would or second and goal, when it would have made it third and goal from the seven, it, it would have made it a lot more difficult for the Rams to score that winning touchdown. It would have been, yeah, it would have been fourth and goal from the seven. Right. Uh, and well, what they would have kicked a field goal there, or would they have gone for it? Mm, it's a good I question. I, they had three timeouts. Kevin, the thing with this game that that is, it, it sort of boggled my mind is, I, I know that Caesar Ruiz was bad for the Saints. I mean, we made jokes on this podcast. Andrew had clips of him just falling down, and we've run them. I mean, Joe Burrow. He got sacked seven freaking times in this game. He got sacked when you combine the, the regular season and the playoffs. He got sacked 70 times. Like, I, 
I can't fathom how a quarterback can take that much of a beating and just keep getting up and making plays. It was I wouldn't say it was impressive, but it was it was just weird to watch a team yep. in the Super Bowl have such weird's a horrible not, no, line. No, weird's not the word. Tragic is the word. <laughs> Tragic. Because he got sacked nine times against the Titans. That's right. I think I saw he got sacked in the postseason like 21 times. Whew. Yeah. I mean, and, and you said Caesar, what? Over, Caesar and, Ruiz would be an upgrade. And, and you said what? Over 70 in the entire season? Yep. Like that? Okay. That's not... Ah, shit. What was the guy's name from Houston? I'm, like what guy? I mean, David, I think it was Oh, David, David Carr. Carr. Okay, David, David Carr. Yeah. David Carr. I can't Carr. believe you didn't call him Derek. I know. I well, I, I wanted to say David, but I was like, wait a minute. Is that the fucker's name from the Raiders or not? But <laughs> one of the cars. Anyway, he got sacked like, what, 80, 90 times? I, I mean, say he got sacked fact, like 80. Like, it wasn't fact, 90, but it was up. That a team made it to the Super Bowl with a quarterback getting that sacked that much is it defies belief. It really does. Like that offensive line. And, and when Burrow went down in the second half and there was a yeah. still image of him like clutching his leg down on the on the You're on like, the oh, earth, my God, I was ready and trying to win this game. I was ready to drive. I was ready to say we need to go to L.A. and we need to go to Cincinnati <laughs> demolish both buildings and salt the earth on both sites so they can't play football ever again because the Bengals don't deserve to have a football team anymore if Joe Burrow gets injured uh, permanently like it's this is this is despicable to watch it's absolutely despicable to watch this offensive line nearly got this guy killed and it's a ama- it's the Bengals succeeded in spite of their yeah. offensive line in spite of their shit-ass oh, secondary no. play from a guy yeah. like Eli Apple. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon put this fucking team on their back and carried them. Like fucking Samwise well, yeah, and I want to hop on that. the mountain to the Super Bowl, and they nearly got all the way to the yes. top. Nearly there. That's a great point, Kevin. When we talk about... Like all, I, I, I want to go back to all those people that said, "Yeah, I don't want the Saints to make the playoffs. I don't want them to make it. I, I'd rather get the the better draft pick." Think about Cincinnati here, and and and, Ra- and Kevin just said it. Their offensive line, by far the worst of any offensive line in the playoffs of, of yeah. all the teams that made it. They were the worst, and they were they had liabilities on both sides of the football. Eli Apple, he's a horrible number two cornerback. We already know that. So. On both sides of the ball, complete liabilities, but they were able to use a clutch quarterback that made plays at the right time and a kicker that was on fire and not missing anything. And that was enough to propel them to the Super Bowl, winning a one-score game against the Raiders, a one-score game on the road against the Titans, a one-score game on the road against the Chiefs, and then that Super Bowl was there for the freaking take. I have to say. Another one-score game. I have to say this. Like we, there have people on the internet, not Saints fans, but national media people, and they bang on Taysom. Oh, they pay him too much. I'm telling you, Cincinnati, Andrew, those final two play calls. What the hell was that? Like they're not a good team. Like that's you got to run your best. Cincinnati is not good. I mean, I can tell. I can tell you this. Not that the Saints were 
were good enough to make the Super Bowl or whatever. But I can guarantee you if the Saints faced fourth and one in the Super Bowl, it would have been Taysom Power. Everybody in the world would have knew it was coming, and the Saints would have run it. Work or not, would have been like, well, that's their best play. They run that on short yardage all the time, and you got to go down with your got to go yeah. down guns a blazing. Well, I, rem- I remember watching that game and thinking, when your quarterback is getting hit this much, I, and look, I've had the luxury of watching Sean Payton so many years now that I, I know what he's going to call and what his game plan is going to be. Just enough. that's being a Saints fan and seeing the same game plan and the same coaching for 16 years, but. I, I gotta say, like Taylor sucked in this game, and and I just felt like Sean Payton would have done a much better job. And it's it's one of those things where like he would not have allowed his quarterback to get hit. He would have gone jumbo. He would have run the ball way more out of a jumbo set. He would have thrown way more screen passes. To go- we didn't see the Bengals throw a single screen. That's like, weird. I know. That, that's one on one. Like when you're getting all these pass rushes that are just like unabated to the quarterback and they're barely getting touched and the offensive line is caving in. Like one of the best play calls that you can make to calm them down is a screen pass. And if you break it for 30 yards, they start to say, okay, well, hold on. We, we can't just go guns blazing. We got to be careful about this. And it, it at least gives them, a, makes them second guess things. And when you're running, if you're not getting anywhere offensive line wise, you got to bring a jumbo set in. You got to bring a tackle eligible. You know, like that's 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 those are staples of the Sean Payton offense. And I just thought it was a crime against humanity. <laughs> Taylor Taylor did none of those things. Like it was bad coaching. And I know this because I've seen elite coaching <laughs> for sixteen years. Uh, you know, that's enough about this. Like the Super Bowl, the Ra- the Rams won. It just makes me it makes me want to vomit, Kevin. But. I have a theory about the Super Bowl experience on a whole. And you tell you can feel free to blow holes in it. But I feel like the we used to be excited as a country about like the commercials, right? We'd be like, oh, Super Bowl commercials are gonna be great. We're gonna we're gonna love them. But I think now that we have cell phones and YouTube and the internet, like there's nothing that can excite us in a commercial anymore. We're like 20 years ago when all you had is cable TV and regular TV and you didn't have your cell phone and you didn't have the internet. Like Coca-Cola having polar bears drinking a soda. We'd be like, oh, that's adorable. And we talk about it for like two days. Now there's literally like nothing a commercial can do that can keep our interest for like more than 20 minutes after a game and the Super Bowl commercials, like they're never going to be what they were 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. Here's the thing. Before it was okay. It was video straight before it. It's not even the internet. It's before YouTube and things like that. It was a lot easier because Not only would you get the commercial during the game, but the commercial would then keep airing, you know, a little while longer, well after the Super Bowl. So you would see it sort of in a rotation. Now it's like it airs once or twice, and then that's it. It's done. You, You never see it again. It's like, what's the point? And then also, a lot of these commercials, they run teasers for the commercial online, so you sort of get a teaser... Like, it's not a movie. It's just a fucking commercial. Like, I feel the cool the cool stuff 
are the movie trailers that air. There was the trailer for the Doctor Strange movie, which looked amazing. There was the trailer for the Jordan P. uh, Nope movie. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Why why can't I think of his name? Jordan. uh, Anderson. No, 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 no. No, that's not him. Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Andrew. The about him, the better. Andrew, do you think. Great movie. Do you think all the Bitcoin commercials in like five years, are we going to make fun of all the Bitcoin commercials like we did with the year when they had pets.com and like all these internet websites that went out of business? Is that going to be, is that going to be Bitcoin? I mean, Bitcoin, man, like, I don't think you want want to get me started on this. I don't think we want to go down this path. Uh, go for it. A, <laughs> How much have you invested in Dogecoin and Andre? Zero. Or some Russian coin? The None. funny money. I'm not a fan of the Bitcoin. Putin yeah, coin. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not into crypto. And, and I got to say, like, it, it's a fundamental thing where I just, like, it's a Ponzi scheme. It, it's assigning <laughs> value to, it, it's like people artificially saying, this has worth, I'm going to spend a lot on it. Ergo, it creates a, a buzz, and, and, and but it's really not worth anything. And it's, uh, I, I think, look, it, for the people to get rich and they sell at the right time, good for them, and it's great. But like, it also has high vo- volatility and it has the potential to, completely torpedo and nuke people's lives and i don't know like it's it's uh it's not great odds like it makes me nervous betting on something like that you know and so yeah i don't know man like i just i just think it's uh anyway it's it's unbelievable It, it felt like there were so many commercials centered around that that it's like it's taken over and and i think it's like this covid thing like everyone thinks that they've got like better ideas than I don't know. I don't know. My man. wife. Like, don't get me started. My wife. Kevin, I'm going to say she, something I regret on here. My she, wife. The, the commercial with the with the with the what do you call it? The thing that was bouncing around the screen. The QR code. You, yeah, the QR code you scan with your phone. That commercial drove my wife into a rage. She was like, <laughs> "What is this bullshit?" That was creative. Somebody paid millions of dollars for this. She was in. A, she was offended. Um, but yeah. By the way, uh, I I did the QR code on the commercial. Their and, website uh, broke. That was the best ad, man. And Saints Happy Hour podcast uh, is now owned by someone else. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I blew it. I'm sorry, Ralph. So Talk don't worry, you, Andrew. Somebody in the Ukraine, and when Russia invades and takes them over, we'll get ownership back. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, Thomas will negotiate. We'll be fine. So one thing we can count on, it's the Russians returning something. Yeah. Kevin, I – the halftime show – and Andrew will get me on because he says I'm a prisoner of the moment. And I don't know if it's the best halftime show ever, but it's damn close. Like that halftime show was freaking amazing. Like it was – it was freaking good from start to finish. It had a cool set. It had, you know, even Eminem, who's been kind of washed. I can't remember the last thing he's done in the last decade. That's not it's true. Been, That's not true. He's had hits. Uh, even he came out and rock. Like it was tremendous. Like they need to do more of. If they need to have more hip hop in the halftime show, more G funk. 
Uh oh, you're gonna upset a lot of white people, Ralph. I know, white people. What? Uh, <laughs> what was? What was Kendrick doing on that? You're talking about me, Kevin? <laughs> Did you guys think it was a little weird that Kendrick was up there? Well, they wanted a younger <laughs> hip hop guy. They wanted a younger, the, a younger person up there. No. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not like. The thing that was amazing to me, though, is like, Andrew, if you had told baby boomers in the 90s that like Snoop Dogg in 25 years is going to be a lovable pitch man and adored by America. Like, I think baby boomers would have had a seizure. Like, they'd have been like, no Actually, way. that might have helped the country if, uh, if they'd have <laughs> all had a collective seizure. Him and Martha Stewart became best buds and only one of them went to prison. I don't know. <laughs> and it's I, not I, I got to be think. honest. I got to be honest. Like, I listened to all these songs in the mid-90s, like, and, and I was super into it. California yeah. Love, you know, Doggy Style, all, all those albums, like, and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I didn't love it like everyone else did. Here's the thing. Here's I, I the thing that, like that guys I, are all in their late 50s, early 60s, and I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of like how I felt about the Who, honestly. When people the, were going, the Who was how great. The Who was an act of terrorism. The Who was. I mean, yeah, just like, man, y'all, I just come like, off. It, these bands are so old. Like, why? Like, I don't know. I, I know this is a, a weird take, but like, I kind of enjoyed the weekend more. Like, I just felt like that was more hip I, and that was more oh. like new and fresh and like I don't know, like. So California would you? says they're the new 90s. old guys. That's right. Okay, so so would you? So would you have just wanted Kendrick Lamar by himself? Maybe <laughs> I, like know, yeah. Maybe, I, I think so. My complaint about Kendrick come out. Like my, my complaint about Kendrick is that like he was miscast. Like he's up there with Mary J. Blige and Snoop and Dr. Dre and Eminem. Like the, the youngest younger person guy. there is Eminem, and he's like forty nine years old. They needed hologram Biggie or hologram Tupac. <laughs> right. Yes. Instead of Kendrick Lamar. Thank you. That's what they needed. Or like they should have just thrown Nate Dogg in there and he should have done regulators. Or no, Nate Dogg's dead. Sorry, Warren G. They, you know, and they should have just done uh, regulators or something. The one thing know? the one thing I will say, and I didn't I noticed it is Dr. Dre, he didn't do any of his songs that were pre two thousand and one, probably because he doesn't own the masters. So he didn't do like keep your head ringing and some of his like so I was a little bit surprised, but then afterwards, I was like, oh, that dong. makes sense. Um, yeah. It's, uh, well, Brett, you're right. We're old, too. Uh, and then War God saying late 50s. I'm talking about the age of the singers. I'm not talking about the era. I mean, I'm Snoop Dogg's about, only Dr. 50. Dr. Dre's like 60. No. no, Snoop Dogg's like 56, man. No, he's Isn't not. He? All right, hang on. Look I'm that up, Kevin. Right now. I think Snoop Dogg's like 50 old, and Dr. Man. Dre is almost 60. But know. Snoop Dogg's right. not that old. Andrew doesn't old? know football. Andrew, how old <laughs> right now? Number? 56. Ra- Ralph, number? 51. 60. Ralph, he is 50 years old. He was born oh, October 20th, 1971. There you go. Yeah. Right, I told right. you. It's not as bad as I thought. What about Dr. Dre? He's got to be 60. He's got to be close to 60. 57. 58. 55. <laughs> Mary I'm J. Blige is fifty-one. More guys. Doctor Dre is Doctor Dre is fifty-six. Yeah, birthday. See? His birthday is in four days. So he's been fifty-seven. And Eminem is forty-nine. He said. War got. Really? Yeah. Eminem okay. Fine. They're they're younger than I thought. I don't know. Eminem I'm just forty-nine. Like, I don't know. I, I like Mary it was J. like Blige. in the nineties. I was listening to these songs, you know. So it just it yeah. just like I don't Mary know. Mary J. Blige like, fifty-one. 
I I feel like in some ways, like music, and this is just this isn't a complaint about the genre or or these specific artists, but like I feel like music is kind of frozen in time. It's become so disposable from like 2005 to 2022 that like these hits they happen and they happen so quickly and there's no albums anymore and so the these songs that were like in the 80s and 90s like they stand the test of time way more than maybe they should you know what i'm That's saying right. because like they had more staying power at the time yeah. and now it's like these people like dre and, and snoop like they have way bigger tours than they should because no artists are really getting big like them anymore well so, i mean it, you're right it's hard to get like it's hard to be it's hard to be a mega star I mean, Taylor like Swift had, is done, I mean, obviously, yeah. But, yeah, it's hard. But uh, here's the thing. It's going to be do, the halftime show at some point. In the very the, the, the halftime show is cool. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be all, like, you know, I, every, I know everyone loved it, um, but I don't know, man. It's just, like, I, I, and I love those songs. I love those artists. But it's just, like, it just feels dated. It felt dated to me, honestly. Mm. Well, the, the artists are in their 50s and late 40s. The youngest guy was Kendrick Lamar, and he's 36, 34. Yeah. So, I don't know. I like 50 Cent hanging upside down. 50 you know? Cent Fifty mm-hmm. Cent looked like the most aged of them all, by the way. He did. <laughs> 50 Cent had a lot of miles on him. Cent is 46. He looked the oldest of them all, man. And he's he's the living a little harder than uh, than Dre and Snoop. So this is a Saints. This is a Saints podcast. Is so it? we the Saints. They are kind of making news, Andrew, in a sense of this is that Dennis Allen surprisingly is not just promoting from within for offensive and defensive coordinator. He's interviewing. People outside the building, quote unquote. He's interviewing. Uh, he interviewed the the receiver coach from Dallas. He interviewed the 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 running backs coach for the Colts, who I know nothing about until Budrich tweeted a bunch of things about how he's some sort of RPO savant. Uh, yeah. But it is interesting that Dennis Allen is like this offense sucked. We got to do something to shake it up. I'm going to get something, but I'm going to get somebody outside the building to change it up. It can that work with the personnel they have? That's kind of based around the Sean Payton offense. Can it work if they go get the whoever from the Colts or or wherever? Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. So a quick shout out because Phil Illinois asked both in the chat and uh, on Discord. He he asked this question a couple times, so I want to give him a quick shout out. Um, And Phil Illinois, I don't know if that's Phil from Illinois or if that's like a Filipino in Illinois. I I don't know. That word combination could go either way. But um, he was asking, because the Saints are looking for an RPO coach, and I like that, by the way, the fact that they're interviewing guys like that because that means – Dennis Allen is interested in thinking about being more modern offensively and thinking outside the box just in terms of approach. And and I applaud that because I I, th- I do think, look, he knows as much as anyone as a defensive coordinator, like what's the toughest thing to prepare for? And how can we make this offense with our limited resources and our limited personnel and, and just in terms of like what we have to work with? Like how can we make it difficult to defend and dangerous? And I think going full RPO 
is an interesting way, an interesting angle in the sense that I'm not sure they have the cap space and the players to be dangerous without having a, a scheme change that's more simplified, and then you get one or two guys, and all of a sudden you're tough to defend again. So I, I think it's an interesting approach. But his question is, does this rule out, if you go that, that route, does it rule out Jameis Winston? And I think it does. Ooh. I think if the Saints hire an offensive coordinator that's kind of all in on the RPO thing, like I start to, start to wonder, like, is Taysom Hill the guy? Or is, is it Taysom Hill and another guy that kind of complements, like they're kind of similar in style? You know, so it's interesting, and I do wonder if Jameis Winston is is maybe not in the cards and not in the plans if they go this route. Kevin, mm-hmm. let's say let's say Andrew's right. They they hire the let's let's play it out. They hire the guy from the Colts, RPO guy, and they don't sign Jameis Winston or Wentz or whoever the hell, Eddie. and they go into the draft. And all you got is Taysom, Simeon, Book, and you assume they're going to draft someone. How terrified of that prospect would you be? God, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear that. Yeah, Jim, Jim covered it. I, I would not be uh, <laughs> fond of that. I, I just, yeah. Wouldn't. It makes me almost want to vomit. Would you be scared because of the quarterback they might play in draft, or are you scared because you're worried that they're going to trade up to get the quarterback they want, which you hate, of course. Yeah, well, they're, trading, they're trading up no matter what. Let's be honest. I'm, well, right, right. I, I hear nothing but people saying that this quarterback class is not that. Uh... Speaking of things that Kevin hate, uh, are we going to give him his moment in the sun to take his victory lap about it? Oh, Davis? yeah. Yeah, we got to do it. Adrian Peterson got arrested. He got removed from a flight and arrested. He was trying to fly home from the Super Bowl. Uh, he got arrested. Uh, by the way, Ralph, Kevin somehow found out about this. I got a text from Kevin about Adrian Peterson getting arrested, and then I searched it on Twitter. It was nowhere to be found. Then I I was like scouring the internet and looking on TV. No mention of it whatsoever. And then about ninety minutes later. I get the, you know, my phone, and I look at it, it's ESPN, and it says, Adrian Peterson arrested at the airport for you know, spousal abuse or whatever. So Kevin had the freaking, had people on the plane were freaking texting Kevin. His, his hatred for Adrian Peterson is so far-reaching, it's so out there in the world that he has more connections and he found out about this. Like TMZ had him on speed dial. They were like, "We we got to text Kevin before we go live with this." It was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I I don't. It it yeah. A victory Kevin, lap. Did you see not, it coming? A victory right. A victory yes. lap is not necessary because it feels. It, I what what am I going to do? You know, be happy and gloat. That a yes. shithead, that a shithead got arrested again for being a shithead. Like, no, like I, I'll I'll be happy if the guy goes to jail and stays there. Um, He's, you gotta, he must you be, gotta feel he must a little. Be. I told you so. A little. He, you gotta, Kevin. You gotta feel a little no. vindicated. He's got to be broke. Vindicated, vindicated he's around from team to team. Still, he's like forty years old. Vindicated uh, slightly, but it's just like. 
the guy is not really playing anymore. Like I, he's I, trying I, to. Well, hopefully this is the end of that. I doubt um, it. I just feel like Kevin, you have leaned so hard into, into Adrian Peterson of all people. Yeah, being your public enemy number one. Right. And if he had gone and rode into the sunset and retired, and we had never heard his game name again, I feel like that would have been a misstep. If it would have just been the switch thing, and then he kind of never got in the news again, I still I feel hate like, him. Yeah, I get it, but like I'm just saying, compared to Browner, compared to Darren Sharper, compared to all these other guys that are doing stupid things, like I'm not sure that Peterson is on that level. And then he had to go and do this, and like now. <laughs> Kevin's onto something here. Yeah. Solve your problems with aggression. I don't know. Lean into it, Kevin. Take your victory. I, I, I would have taken my victory. Um, I would have. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Every, I, I was thinking about this the other day when, like, right after I texted you guys and, and Dave sent back the whole, like, oh, you're going to do a victory lap. It's, everybody has a thing. <laughs> No, no, no. Everybody has a thing. Everybody You're has their own Adrian line. Peterson. Everybody has their own line. And for me, it was Adrian Peters. It was, for me, it was child abuse. Like, for me, that's what it was. And, and, and I will say and, 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 I'd like and, to think that's the line for all of no, us. No, 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 no. No, but, but here's the no, thing. But, but here's the thing. And, because I have to call myself out to, to some degree. Because... I'm not out here. I wasn't out here every week during the season uh, raising questions or red flags about Jameis Winston's questionable past, you know, allegations against him or anything like that. But I was on Adrian Peterson. And then when the stuff with Deshaun Watson came out, I was I pounced on that. There were certain things that that maybe I I don't know, let slide or 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 haven't come out vociferously against. I say all that to say that everybody has their own, has to make up their own minds on something. Like, what is your, what is the thing for you that is too far that says, I'm out? I have to well, step yeah. back. But here's the, here's the thing I'll say about you, Kevin, is a lot of people say, I'm out. I'm not watching anymore. I'm leaving. I'm not doing this anymore. And like, they don't really mean it. They just say it on right. Twitter and they're back right. a week later. The thing about you was, you were like, Adrian Peterson, dude, I'm out. Yeah, and 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 you were out until he was gone. And right, like, and, it's and a rare thing, I will say. And I'm like that. I root for laundry. Like, I'll put up with. I, I might talk a good game, but I'll put up with damn near anything if the Saints if it helps the Saints. Well, no, win. and I, I, I wish I was a better person, but I'm not. No. Oh, and I appreciate that, but it's it, it. Okay, so so two points. One, I come from the I come from the wrestling world and wrestling Twitter is every week it's oh my god this is terrible i can't believe this person did this or said this i can't believe this company did this or supports this or uh is running an event in this country that murdered a dissident and uh beheaded journalist i can't believe they're gonna do this okay i'll see y'all next monday night to watch uh monday night raw like that's wrestling twitter they'll piss and moan about every little thing and then they'll keep watching the thing that they hate that's that so maybe that's how I was able to easily pull back and distance myself in this case. The other thing is people, and like, like you said, people will say, oh, I'm done. I'm out. I hate this. Why am I watching this? All right, we'll see you guys next Sunday at noon or three o'clock. <laughs> and then the few times that people will pull themselves away, 
Oh, see, guys? See? Look at me. Look at me. I'm not watching. Look at me. I'm not watching. No, no. Just don't watch. Just don't watch. Just, just watch. This, this was me when the Adrian Peterson stuff was happening. Hi, Kevin. I, picture. I gotta I say, this is, the fir- this is the first point in this podcast where I miss Dave. If Dave <laughs> oh had said all these things about Adrian Peterson, and then that happened at the airport, Dave would have spent the last 37 minutes of the show rubbing it in our noses. And he would have pulled out a guitar at the end of it. Yeah. Um, like, I, everyone has a hard time listening know. to Dave. He's yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Why is that quality so terrible? It does not sound like that on my phone. Yes, it does, Dave. All right. I, I take it back. I didn't miss it. <laughs> well, know, but that's it. Like, it, like um, it's, if find, define, define your lines, find your boundary, find whatever is the thing that for you is too, is too much. And then when, when, when it gets to a point, you know, well, walk speaking away. of lines, Ralph, I got to tell you, I thought the line for right guard play that I could tolerate was Cesar Ruiz. And then I watched the Cincinnati Bengals play last <laughs> There we go. Thanks <laughs> for steering it back to football. <laughs> on-field right. antics appreciate it <laughs> thanks for listening to saints happy hour we are a family here you know what families do they support each other and if you aren't a patron we need your support all the great content you consume for free takes time and money if you love the show and listen regularly please become a patron we need you supporting saints happy hour can cost you as little as 23 cents a day that's what the saints should have paid kenny stills so please go to patreon slash saints happy hour and support the show today we got more antics and kevin we're not done with antics and we're not done with saints news either we got this is confusing to me because ian rapaport he dropped some interesting and possibly good news about michael thomas rapaport tweeted then Michael Thomas is back in New Orleans in a good place, finally health-wise. Um, and it looks like what he's been through, and, and he's explained why the Saints won't deal him. But then his, in his interview with NFL Network, he didn't mention anything about Michael Thomas's good health. And his interview was really confusing. Thomas, play that. It seems the curiosity and saga surrounding Michael Thomas, the Saints standout receiver, is coming to a close in a positive way for all parties. Of course, Michael Thomas missed last season uh, with a foot injury and, and then had surgery late. And then, of course, a setback uh, ended up having surgery again. And it just never quite got right. I am told two important factors in the Michael Thomas situation. One, he has spent considerable time in New York after another setback with his foot getting weekly treatments. That's where he has been uh, really since the regular season ended after uh, he announced and made it clear that he was not coming back. The other part of it is he is back in New Orleans now. He has been communicating with the team. I am told they are not expected to trade him, and they want him back. So expect Michael Thomas back with the New Orleans Saints and, of course, new coach Dennis Allen for the 2022 season. So that soundbite, Andrew, he's talking about – the season ending, he's not talking about Michael Thomas being in New York and having a setback after the regular season ending. He's talking about when Michael Thomas' seasons ended, I assume, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. 
So it is good news. Like Michael Thomas, no, he's on the news. road back, uh, and he made up with CD Deuce today. Like it's all good. Yeah, we should. Yeah, he's tweeting up. with CD Deuce. Uh, look, th- things are looking up for Michael yeah. Thomas. They got back together because they were making fun of Eli Apple together. That's right. Yeah. Nothing. Well, well, nothing bonds men than making fun of another man. Like, it's the I way mean, to there go. was nowhere for this to go. You know, uh, he it, the Saints can't cut him. It's twenty million dollars in dead money and. No cap relief if you trade him or cut him. So it, it's really not an option. Like, it has to work for the Saints and Michael Thomas this year. They have no choice. Now, they, they could trade him or cut him after June 1st, but they get about $10 million, $10 million in relief at that point. But what does $10 million give you after June 1st? Free agency's already done. You, there's not much you can do with the $10 million bucks at that point. So I, they're stuck. And I think Michael Thomas realizes that. And I think the Saints realize that. So we'll see how this season goes. But I think they're kind of stuck in this marriage, at least for another season. Kevin, I was thinking about this. And Michael Thomas being healthy for the Saints in 2022 is as critical as anything they do in the offseason. Because if he's healthy, it gives whoever the quarterback is a leg up because he can get open and you can throw it to him and he and he, you can you can throw it to him a hundred times during the year and he can you know get you get you a ton of yards. Uh, and I just feel like his health is absolutely essential to the Saints succeeding in a way that it hasn't really been the last two years, but if he's not healthy in 2022, the Saints offense is kind of bleeped. And no is kind that- of about it. I mean, there, there, there isn't. Um, you're going to have a new coach, new OC. You're going to have, I mean, who knows what the quarterback situation is going to be. I mean, let's well, they, say they, let's they say, will be playing Cincinnati one game at home. So Eli Apple will be on defense that game. Oh, so my God. They, maybe they can get by that game without. I tell you what, <laughs> if 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 the Saints, whoever, if the receiver who lines up against Eli Apple doesn't wind up with 150 yards. Throw him off the team. Yeah, but see, we don't have we don't have petty Sean Payton calling plays anymore, Kevin. That's a critical thing we, to remember. We might have, we might have if you RPO had Sean Payton, yeah. you know he you, would burn Eli Apple. Me, Juge, I could go down the street, pick a guy off the corner. Hi, do you know what football is? Yes. Design an offense to get a receiver 150 yards, and that guy will do it, provided the guy in the secondary guarding that receiver is Eli Apple. Could Kenny Stills do it? No, he could not. And still could probably wind up with a buck 30, though. <laughs> I think Kenny still has got poor Curtis Johnson fired. I stand by that. Facts. Um, you know, but it's, it's Andrew, it is an interesting quandary. You, you mentioned it before to the Saints and Michael Thomas. They're kind of stuck with each other. Um, what, what would be, a 
season for Michael Thomas, and I know they don't have a quarterback yet, so it's really hard to judge. But what would be a season for Michael Thomas in, in 2022 that you would be like, oh, that's a good season? Like, not that he's like, not that he would deliver what he delivered in 2019, right? But like, what would be a season from him where you'd be like, okay, that's a good season. He's he's back or he's on the way to being back. And I'm excited about having him in the fold for the Saints going forward. What's the 2022 stat line that you would hope for him that's realistic? I mean, certainly over 90 catches, close to 100 catches, over 1,000 yards. Yeah, ideally double-digit touchdowns. I, I really don't think the Saints offensively can be anywhere close to good without getting that kind of production from Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's kind of a minimum, you know, for them to be decent. Yeah. The thing is, for me, I just, I just look at him and it feels like his career is like, if, if, if it doesn't happen this year, if he can't get healthy, his career may be over in, in short order, which is really sad because he's basically, Kevin, he might be the best receiver in Saints history if he doesn't catch another pass. So like for if it's if his season doesn't if his career doesn't get back on track it'll really be a, it, it'll really be one of the great like one of the biggest Tragedy. like Saints players to fall off a cliff from to go from like going to be one of the all-time great Saints to just fall off a cliff rapidly you, I was trying he to would, think he would make he would make Cedric Ellis look like child <laughs> Hey, WardamHawk311, Kevin, wants to know how many yards could Boo Williams end a game with if Eli Apple was in his shadow? Let's see, Boo Williams, uh, you'd probably get... He'd wind up with, like, below 100 yards, but he'd get three touchdown catches. (laughs) Like, Eli Apple would just act like it's a victory that he kept him to under 100. His mom would tweet out, you know... Oh my my precious baby uh held uh held his man below 100 yards and I don't think, you know, I don't think she'd phrase it that way. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh you know, kept him below 100 yards and he would still catch three touchdowns, so yeah. I mean, the Eli Apple slander during the week and during the game is going to be incredible. And and it's too bad CD Deuce plays defense because he might get if CD Deuce could get Eli Apple to punch him during the game. I don't know exactly how that would happen, but if it did, Andrew, would it be a top five moment in Saints history? Again, I kind of just go back to I'm I'm kind of ready to move on from Eli. Apple. I'm not because really? I'm petty. And we're all about the jokes. I There's a like good chance I Eli like Apple we're might giving not be Eli Apple too much credit. Like he wasn't he might not bad be enough the next year anyway. Yeah, like I just like I don't know. Like I, it, this whole thing is weird to me. Like I, Eli Apple was bad. He was like good for half a season when we acquired him. Remember, like when the Saints picked him up, he was actually he replaced Ken Crawley, and he was yeah, an upgrade. We were, we were, pumped we were actually that. happy with him. And then in year two. He was doing pretty well until he messed up his knee, and then he was horrible. And 
you know, he tried to play on a bum knee, and maybe he's bitter because the Saints hung him out to dry and they didn't bring him back after he played on a bum knee and the fan base turned on him. So I get it, but, like, I never hated Eli Apple. Like, Eli Apple wasn't even on my radar as, like, a dude that I should hate until all this stuff went down on Twitter. And, like, I get his mom, and I get that he had all this history and all that prior to coming to the Saints, and a lot of people in New York hate him. But I just never felt that. And so, I don't know, like, to me, like, Eli Apple is not on, on a level that I should be giving him this much attention. I don't think we should be giving him this much attention. <laughs> we'll have to let it lie until next year. But I think there's like a 70% chance that Eli Apple is not on the Bengals next year, which would ruin our fun. Yeah, he's going to be uh, out of the NFL. <laughs> Speaking of fun, the hotline this week, mm-hmm. it's short, but last week Andrew asked, to give us your stories where the Saints made you so mad you did something you regret. And patrons, they get the unedited version, which will post for patrons only. It will post tomorrow. It's, it's really good. But this week's hotline, it's really short, but it's really good. It involves the infamous double reverse from the Tampa Bay game in 2008. But it has a happy ending. Thomas, play the play the hotline for this week. It is time for this week's hottest takes from the Saints Happy Hour Hotline. Hey guys, this is Darren, longtime listener and devoted patron. Juge mentioned he wanted to hear some embarrassing stories of watching the Saints play. Guys, I was born in New Orleans. West Bank, the Rays in Tampa. Who that forever? In 2007 versus the Bucks, it was a double reverse game. Had some friends over and a brand new girlfriend. Friends were kind of joking with her, saying that she's never watched a Saints game with me. <laughs> and my friends just talked about, oh, girl, you're in for a treat. Well, the double reverse happens, and we lose the game. I proceeded to kick the shit out of our entertainment center. A couple hours later, I removed the shoe with the bloody sock. Well, I lost a big toenail. (laughs) And had to throw away those shoes. Well, here's an update. The toenail grew back, and that girl has been my wife for the past 11 years. Go (laughs) Saints! Guys, I love the show. Let the Dennis Allen rain begin. Lover boys, who that? Guys on the show. And by the way, Ralph, your flag behind you should be G E A U X, not G O. Dude, get with it. I thought you were a Saints fan. Jesus. Guys, I love you. Love the show. Can't wait till the next one comes out. Who that? Oh, see, that's nice. It's Valentine's Day, Andrew. Love I thought it. that was a nice, that was a nice hotline. Great. That Ke- was a great story. Kevin well had to eject for whatever reason, so his screen is black. Uh, but I, I thought that hotline was nice. Um, we needed people. We we should have done it earlier in the production meeting or whatever. But people, give us an idea for the hotline for next week, because in the off season, 
it's not just about the game. We need to generate uh, ideas for the hotline. If people, if somebody in the chat can give us a good idea for a uh, hotline, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll promote it before the end of the show. Oh, By and the way, we'll Ralph, that, Ralph so that's can... next. Yeah, that that's next level, Ralph. That you have Eli Apple's as a Saints player on. Your, I have e- I have Eli Apple burned to a crisp right here. It's <laughs> it's gonna happen. I know you want to. I know you want to put the Eli Apple topic to bed, but I don't because it's the off season. And here's the thing, Andrew. Either when I call you every day, we we can either talk about Eli Apple or we could talk about the Saints quarterback situation. It's your choice. And yeah, yeah, I talked to Andrew. Maybe we could go fifty fifty. Behind the scenes, I talk to Andrew. I call him every day, and every day he says, "Are you going to talk about the freaking quarterback situation with Saints?" Yes, I am. I am obsessed with it. I play out different scenarios: best case, worst case different angles uh i just soak up any quarterback news and i'm i just like it's gonna be like it's gonna be that way until uh free agency starts and the saints pick one and andrew you just might need to block me from yourself when it when if a rumor comes out that the saints are looking at, at at russell wilson or deshaun watson or whoever like just block me on your phone because i'm gonna blow it up uh, I'm gonna be ready. Uh, I can't wait. I need. I. I'll just inject a Saints quarterback rumor. It'll be like heroin to me. I don't even. I. I don't even care. Like I'm. I'm here for it. Um. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if I'm you can saying. tell, but I. I my uh, mother-in-law sent me a bunch of uh, Mardi Gras stuff. I don't. Know, it's just sitting here on our table. So. Yeah, the thing is with Mardi Gras, we got to get. I got to. My my son hasn't experienced it. We got to figure one of these years. I'm gonna convince my wife to take let me take him, out of, take him out of school because Houston, you don't get off you don't get off from mardi gras so i'm gonna convince i'm gonna convince Sally to let me take him out of school we'll go like not for mardi gras day maybe but maybe the weekend before mardi gras we'll make it a long weekend give him the mardi gras experience before he gets older because it, like kids when they're like six seven you can put them on the ladder that's when they're adorable you gotta i gotta get him i gotta get him that experience so totally. thomas uh, it's trivia time. Uh, what do we have for trivia today? Uh, <laughs> okay, so for the trivia, we have one of the, if not the, uh, hardest trivia yet. Courtesy of Not Budridge, this time. And the trivia question is, what former saint is the first of three generations of NFL players in his family? Ooh. Can you read that again? Sorry, I was busy putting all this stuff on. What former, what former saint? saint is the first of three generations of players in his family? Courtesy of who did, that, by the way. Well, I know Michael Motti's dad played for the Saints. Did, did they have a grandfather play for the Saints as well? Well, I don't think it... I don't think it it, it says they have to all play for the Saints. I just think yeah. they have to. Um, they had to all play in the NFL. Just so, one of them. One mm. is currently playing in the NFL. If you can, if you can guess the one that's currently playing, I, 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 I would. I think... Oh well, it's Cooper Cup. It's Cooper Cup, and his dad played in the NFL, and his grandfather was a Saint. Is it Cooper Cup? That doesn't yeah. look like Cooper Cup's silhouette. Cooper Cup's grandfather played for the Saints. Yeah, but did his dad? His dad played. His dad played in the NFL, yes. Oh, okay. 
Well, I guess that's the answer. I, I, like, I think that's too obvious. Like, it was in it was in the it was in the Discord chat, which you should, if you're not a patron, you should become a patron, and then you get access to our Discord. We have totally fun in there. It's fun every single day. Uh, you should do it. It's worth worth it just for becoming a patron is worth it just for that. Besides the Mardi Gras swag you get, which by the way is awesome. If you become an annual patron, you get the Saints Survival Mug. It's awesome. Uh, I guess it's. It's too obvious, but I guess I guess Thomas, that's the final answer. Uh, it's uh, it's cup. Oh, it is. I hate, yeah. I hate you, Saints to Death. <laughs> I hate <laughs> you. you. You spoiled it, man. I messed with him. He posted it in the Discord chat today. No, I already knew that. I the already answer. knew that. Yeah, Oh, of course. Oh, that's a good looking smile look, there. I wasn't looking in Discord. I knew. That I knew the dude answer. looks like the, per, the, the, the platonic ideal of the 1960s football player right there. So, Jake Cup, that's the grandfather of Cooper. Yeah. He he went to the Pro Bowl, which, as we know, in the '60s for the Saints, Saints player, that, that's shit. a unicorn. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's in the Saints Hall of Fame, and he was on the All Decade Team like five years in a row or whatever. So he he was a Saints legend. He's yeah. an offensive guard. I think legit, he was an inaugural. I think he was an inaugural member of the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, he was. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. And and uh, I also learned that Cooper Cup was a Saints fan growing up because of his grandfather. Dude. Why didn't they draft Cooper Cup? God damn it. That's a great question. Should we trade Michael <laughs> Thomas for Cooper Cup? <laughs> no, but if they'd have had Cooper Cup, they'd have no? probably they'd pro- they probably made a Super Bowl with Drew Brees. So. So, all right, Thomas, uh hit the uh hit the take it to the top so we can get to the questions. Uh... We got a ton of them apparently. Or do we? There we go. Take it to the top. Never, ever get to it. You know Morton Anderson has a podcast, by the way. He does. We need to have him on. I wonder if he's still if he's he's. It seems like he's pretty proud of this song. Like he did a he let Jeff Duncan, Jeff Duncan did a feature of it when he was working for the Athletic. Um, he seemed pretty proud of it. He was like the '80s were wild. Yeah. So Thomas, hit us up. Well, first question. Let's go. Okay, first question from Blake Zyken. Uh <laughs> Which is worse? Dave's singing or Ralph's taste in music? That's low. That's a low blow. <laughs> That's a low blow. Uh, well, let's see. On one hand, you have Ralph loving the wallflowers. That's a low blow. On the other, you have Dave singing about in book throwing rainbows. Uh, both have comedic value. Uh, I would say Dave's, Dave's singing is worse because he doesn't know when to stop. That's the thing. Like, Dave... <laughs> Ralph won't go out of his way to keep talking about the wallflowers. Dave, once he gets started with his singing, it's like, okay, like you've made your joke. You can stop now. Yeah. And he and keeps here's going. the thing. I don't it's, know it's what about the wallflowers. I don't know what made me matter. People DMing me that they were 
really, really offended by me liking the wallflowers or the people DMing me and emailing me saying, we don't believe you. It's just a comedy bit. Nobody likes the wallflowers. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah. And both of them I'm, hurt I'm, my feelings. I'm kind of with that group. I'm kind of with that group. Both of them hurt my feelings. Like, I like what I like. And if you would give the wallflowers a chance, you would like them too. Just saying. So, there you go. Next question. Okay, next question. Next question comes from uh, Saints to Death. And he asks... Uh, was Drew Brees' hairline snubbed for comeback player of the year? <laughs> oh, poor Drew. Poor Drew. He, I, he said he, that he seriously considered coming back for that Dolphins game. Dude, I, let's talk about that. I are, wish, you, are you glad that he didn't come back? No. I know gonna. that if he would have came back against the Dolphins, there's like a 55 percent chance that it would have been horrific because the saints they didn't have sorry what was that percentage chance you just put out 55 oh more than that but here's the thing andrew more than that if he would have came back it would have given us as a fan base a chance to give him a proper goodbye. If he would have came back for that game, I would have flown in and gone to him. I don't know, man. Like the, the proper goodbye could have been a bunch of middle fingers if he had played like Ian Book, though. You know what I'm saying? No, he wouldn't. Like Drew Brees, it wouldn't have, like, he would have, he, he wouldn't have, it would have been, I think it was, would have been a potential where it would have been bad where his completion percentage was bad and he had a, a bunch of interceptions or whatever. He wouldn't have got sacked nine times. Like Drew Brees, it just wouldn't have happened. Like it, it, if it had yeah. been like one, two, the ball out. I mean, he, like, he couldn't have been, he couldn't have been worse than than uh, Ian Book. No chance. And I just think like the chance to give him a proper goodbye. And and Andrew, if they had won that freaking game and Drew Brees came back, it like would have been an all time. Yeah, memory. but you know, you know what? How that would have gone? Like Brees would have won that game, and we would all would have been like. Yeah, Simeon, Taysom, y'all can stay on the COVID list. <laughs> Drew's got this the rest of the year. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, it wouldn't have been one week. It would have been like, Drew, all right, good game. I'd have been nice fine job, attaboy. Please stick around for the rest of the year. Yeah. It and he knew that, too. I think he knew that deep down. Just he like, knew that if he came back... It wasn't going to be for one. Yeah, game. it's like it's like drugs. You you gotta you gotta you gotta quit and you can't go back. Well, speaking of quitting and not coming back, uh, are you nervous that Tom Brady is already? He's hedging. Like, I feel like Tom Brady and the Bucks are already talking about him coming back. He's yeah, I feel like Tom Brady already being like, well, maybe he quit, and it's been like ever. two weeks at home, and he's like, I can't. Fuck the, what Giselle? Just shut, just, and he can't, and he can't use the excuse that he's got to go yeah. like work out for five hours. It's like, wait a minute, I have to drive these kids to school. You're like, you know, you want me to take out? Like, no. He's like, I'm Bruce. Bruce, just hold me a spot. I'm, I'm coming back. Yeah. Like, wait, you, wait. I have to teach this kid his ABCs like every day, not every just day? like just God one time, damn. like for fun. Like, I got to do it again tomorrow. No, I'm no, I don't want to watch Emily in Paris on Netflix. Giselle, I don't. All right. Next question. Uh, next question. We got some really interesting questions tonight, by the way. Forgot to mention it. 
And next question from Biloxi Blues. <laughs> and, all, and all are pretty funny. Uh, would you be willing to follow the Rams blueprint and sacrifice at least the next five years worth of salary cap and draft yes. capital yes. to buy yes. one Super Bowl appearance? Yes. 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 Oh, appearance. Not, not victory? Ooh. Yeah, mm. appearance. Okay, he the will. word appearance kind of gives me pause. Yeah. But I, I think the implication there is that it's not that you know they lose. It's that you don't know the outcome of the Super Bowl. You are promised to be in the game, but you don't know whether they win or lose. I, I just think it's so hard for to make the Super Bowl. It's yes. so freaking Andrew hard. Andrew doesn't know football. Like, yes. If you, if you can get in, like, I, I, I take it. I take it. Because here's the, th- here's the thing. Look, look how long it took Cincinnati to win, like, two flute games on the road to get back in. How long ago did they last 30. make it, Ralph? Yeah, 30, 30 years. They went in 1888. Yeah, like, dude, I, none of us, like, it, like all of us listening to the show, all of us, we don't know that the Saints making the Super Bowl again is in, in the cards in our lifetime. So if you guarantee me that right now, I'm, I'm taking it. Period. And especially, not it, make the Super Bowl, it's amazing no matter what. But the way the playoff format is now, you probably have to win three playoff games. So yeah. just that amazing experience alone is worth it. Like, can and you, how, how can many you, years have the saints been a, a team now? 60 close to no, 60, right? 50, 67. So 57. Oh, it's since 67. So, so 55, right? Yeah. Um, and they've they've been to one Super Bowl in fifty five yeah. years. Now you know they're better now than I mean, obviously the sixties, seventies, eighties. Like throw that away. Like the the landscape for New Orleans is very different now than it was the first three decades of their franchise. But at the same time, I just don't think a Super Bowl. Like who knows? Who knows? It could be another fifty five. Would years. would you take the same deal that Biloxi Blues offered you if I said to you, Andrew? You have to give up five years of draft capital and salary cap. The Saints Done. could have made the Super Bowl this year, but you would have had to start Trevor Simeon in the Super Bowl. Would you Done. still do it? Done. Done. I, I just like, man, I was watching that game, and I was just thinking Cincinnati has to be one of the worst Football teams I have ever seen in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like that, but they just they're they're terrible. And 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 like Joe Burrow's freaking awesome. I mean, you, Ralph, you know I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. And drafting Jamar Chase was a freaking game changer for that team. And drafting that kicker McPherson was a great decision. Yeah. And and, and those guys carried that team yeah. to the Super Bowl. And then they almost freaking won. They almost did. But. But I looked at that offensive line. Trash. And I, and I looked at, at Eli Apple. And, and honestly, I looked at their play calling and their coaching. Oh, and, my God. And, and I'm just like, man, Sean Payton would have won that fucking Super Bowl. I, here's I really believe since- that. Like, Sean Payton coaching. Like, let's say he wasn't part of the prep or anything. He was just the play caller on game day. He shows up and he calls the plays. He would have done a better job than I, Taylor. I really believe that. Cincinnati. Their offense, and you know me, I'm not a 
tape watcher like you, and I don't grade, and I don't understand formations, whatever. But Cincinnati's offense, to me, it looks like they don't have a coherent plan in that they just call plays. In a sense of when you watch the Saints or you watch a good offense, they'll call plays, call plays, call plays, and they're setting something up. Two or three things, right? They, They call plays, and they're setting this up, and they're like, we're setting this up. We're setting this up. We're setting this up. And then in the third and fourth quarter, they hit you with it. Whether it's a screen that you talked about early or it's a play-action play pass that goes against tendency. And maybe they hit the play. Maybe they don't. But you're like, oh, there it is. They've been setting it up. Yeah. Cincinnati, I feel like it's just me when I play Tech Mobile. You're just picking plays. Uh, and it, and it makes no like sense. Joe, and and mostly it's just – has been propping people up. Like he made Joe Brady – Looked like he was actually a hotshot coach that people wanted, right? And and he made Ed Orgeron look competent for a year. That's right. And, and then he made Taylor go to the Super Bowl and look like a young hotshot coach. So, like, Joe Brady uh, – sorry, uh, Joe Burrow has been elevating these guys that with time away, we start to realize they're dopes, right? <laughs> That's right. And I, I just – man, like – I I forget who said this. Maybe it was Tony Dungy, but like he he's going to be Andrew Luck if this continues. He's going to freaking retire in a couple years because it's a freaking joke, man. That these this often he's getting hit, he's getting sacked constantly, and like it's a freaking miracle that he made it through this year unscathed. That he didn't miss a game due to injury. That he didn't tear his ACL again like He... he did last year. Like he is getting hit too much, he's getting crushed, and it is malpractice by the Bengals to not get him a proper offensive line. And I know it's hard, but like I know they're one of the teams with most cap money going into this offseason. They have got to sink everything into fixing that line. I don't everything. think they will because the, I was arguing with you. Wi- this is, is their window, man. This is they're, it. And the Bengals. They're, they're not going to do this. It. It's they're not going to do it. They don't spend money. They're not going to do it. They're the Bengals. The Bengals are going to look at it and say, we'll just get healthy on the offensive line. We went to the Super Bowl with this offensive line. I don't see a problem. Like, that's it's just who Mike Brown is, you know? So, Next well, question. They, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, next question from Bodrich. Bodrich asks, <laughs> What's better, a group led by Odell, Jameson Williams, and John Mechie to form the Torn ACL Club or free canistilsis uh, that are completely healthy? <laughs> oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, my God. I think I would just take the, the, the Torn ACL Club and just hope for the best, because I don't, I don't oh, want to, yeah. I don't want Kenny Stills on my TV anymore. Yeah, agreed. You know, like yeah. Kenny Stills. If you haven't seen Andrew's video that Thomas did a great job editing, like Kenny Stills is so atrocious. Like Andrew was just told Thomas, he's like, here's all of Kenny Stills' bad plays, and Thomas had to cut them down to make the video tight and coherent because Kenny Stills had so many bad plays during the year. Horrible. Horrible. Next question. Okay, last question of the show uh, belongs to 
Saints Rabbit and Saints Rabbit <laughs> asks. I I think Andrew, you're not gonna like this question. <laughs> Is it financially? I mean, it's a good one, but you're not gonna like it. Is it financially worthwhile to acquire Eli Apple in the off season? Treat him like shit and keep him on the bench for for ridicule to keep our petty <laughs> traditions alive. Uh, I mean, I I kind of like this question because. I go back to Michael Thomas and how Thanks he's... to Brett and Lafayette for subscribing with Prime. Thank nice. you, Brett. Five months, five months. Thank Thanks, that's man. right. Thank you, Brett. Uh, I, I feel like the Michael Thomas verbally abusing Eli Apple at practice at Ohio State every day is kind of one of the unsung things. And for him to come back to the Saints and have to cover Michael Thomas again at practice, like, I, I don't know. That whole thing is hilarious, so... If Michael they could Thomas keep is healthy, here's what they could do. They could have him on the practice squad, never call him up, and Michael Thomas could just roast him repeatedly. It could help Michael Thomas get his confidence back. Yeah. And quench our thirst to be you know, petty. You know how we always talk about in training camp, like when, when guys make plays, we're like, well, is it, is, it, is it the offense is awesome or is it the defense is awful? Right? That's You're right. always kind of like – Second-guessing yourself, you're like, maybe it's great, but maybe it's not so great. And I just feel like Eli Apple could make us feel better about Lil' Jordan Humphrey and yeah, Marquez Calloway. And, and, and we you know, want that. You know, like, even if those guys thing. end up sucking, I just I, I need a few months of believing during yeah. preseason that, like, Marquez Calloway might be good. We want we want lot We want Give lies. me some hope. We yes. want in want July lies. and August. Feed, feed me we lies. We want to be lied to. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little... This is like, where we need Dave, because he would sing that. See, he would sing that karaoke right. style, and then he would do like seven more bars of it. Like it was funny for like a split second there, but then, then you're like, okay, enough, stop now, and he would keep right. Why is that quality so terrible? It does not sound like that on my phone. We miss you, Dave. We do. <sighs> Everyone has a hard time what, listening to Dave. I wonder what four-star restaurant Dave took his lovely wife to. Um, so that's the end of the questions. By the way, Olive Guard's five stars, isn't it? That's right. Uh, by the way, we got tons of questions, but keep them coming. Uh, and remember, send Thomas more questions. We, if we get enough of them, we will do a mailbag. Please send us questions because we're in that we're in that window of time where after the Saints hire the coordinators before free agency in the middle of March content for us becomes a challenge and we would appreciate you guys sending thomas questions we'll answer them on the daily show which you should become a patron you get access to the show every day you're going to need it because the saints still have two coordinators to hire and they have a crap ton of salary cap massaging to do uh so you're going to want it this podcast every single day i I gotta say ralph real quick uh shout out to the patrons uh each and every single one of you seriously because you know, it'd be easy, especially if you're a podcast that like people were kind of into, but like, yeah, we'll see, see you next season kind of thing. And like for us in February to have gained subscribers, not lost when it's February and we're about to enter right. the off season. And look, well, we're going to still do our thing every day and we're going to cover free agency and the drafts. We're going to have plenty to talk about, but it would have been very easy for you guys to eject and be like, see you in September. And 
uh, the loyalty that we have on this show and uh, the commitment that our patrons have is it, it's freaking unbelievable. It yeah. really is. And, and it, I don't know, like, what we do to make you guys like us so much, but like it's 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 incredible. It's heartwarming. It is. On Valentine's Day of all days, I think. That's right. And and, and, and listen, like we're love. we're at like three hundred ten patrons and we haven't yeah, lost with games. Like I think it's like twenty five or thirty since the beginning of the football season, which is amazing. And by the way, this is a chance for me. We started doing Twitter spaces and it is a blast. Like we freaking love it. We had hundred and twenty five people. Last week, we record it and play it back for patrons later. They can listen to it anytime. But join us on the live stream. This week, we're going to be giving away prizes. Yeah, and we spared you We spared you, Dave this week. So I'm expecting like 10 more subscribers. Yeah. All right. And, like yeah. we're going to be on Twitter. Twitter space. Throw that Twi- shade at Dave. Let him know that you'll subscribe as long as he's not on the show. That's right. Help us out. That's the best part of it. Dave will listen to the show tomorrow and he will be angry and we will get on the text chain between the four of us. We will get angry texts from Dave right about 10 in the morning tomorrow. He will be sending out very angry text on our text chain. It'll be great. So Yeah, but he, he right now he's enjoying his tiramisu from Olive Garden. And, uh, you know, he, he's I, want, I wonder if he does like tiramisu and then like gummies or like tiramisu and a coffee. I wonder how he like. Yeah, I think Dave probably goes to Olive Garden. He gets the tiramisu, but then he wants like the, you know, like the sweet frog froyo where like he, he wants like the toppings. He wants the options of like a little <laughs> heath, you know, a little dusting That's of right. heath. A few marshmallows on top of his tiramisu, a couple gummy bears, a couple gummy worms, because those are different. The worms and the bears, you know, they, they taste different. And uh, multicolored sprinkles. Um, and and then, you know, after you go through that whole line, then you have the sauces, right? So you want the little white chocolate That's sprayed right. on top, and then you want, you know. So I think Dave goes for all that. I think yeah. he wants, you know, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. <laughs> You know, he, Jason Champagne says, "Give Dave shit because he takes them on the show." True, <laughs> accurate. <laughs> so, oh, that's a great line. That's it incredible. Is. Jason Champagne. I, I feel like that should be our one line. <laughs> Give Dave shit because he takes the shit on the because air. he takes him. Yeah. So Thomas, yeah, that's incredible. Wait, wait a minute, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas. Is this accurate? We did not have any clips of the week. Oof. This is not acceptable. Andrew mm. just thanked the patrons. We love the patrons. And how we thinking about taking it back. Here's the thing. We grind in the offseason. We don't take a break. We give you a show four or five times a week, even though there's – a dearth of Saints news. We grind and grind yeah, and grind. I suffer through Eli Apple podcasts, yeah. for God's sake. You people need to grind, too. We need to have a clip of the week. It's very it, – it upsets us. It upsets Thomas and Poland. Get us a clip of the week for next week. That is unacceptable. All right? And here's the thing. I – whoever does the clip of the week, Thomas, mark it down and remind me. Whoever gets the clip of the week next week, you get a mug for free. Oh, speaking of free mugs, if you are on Twitter Spaces, when's that show, Ralph? Wednesday, Wednesday night? night. Wednesday night, 
uh, Twitter spaces. We will be giving out two free mugs. Hold up that mug. Let everyone That's see right. it. Ralph, there That's you right. go. We're going to be giving out two of those. We'll ship it to you for free. That's right. So come on Twitter spaces. See us yeah. on Wednesday night, and maybe you'll get yep. lucky. Yep, yep. So, guys, appreciate you joining us. Football season's over. I always get a little sad. There's no football to watch. It, it's, uh, you know, the season was a little longer this year. That was nice. But uh, I always get a little sad when the football season's over. But thanks for sticking with us. You know, you're going to be with us the whole offseason. We don't Ralph, stop. We're Pelicans? here every single day. So, for Dave, who was MIA because he was taking his lovely wife out to dinner on Valentine's Day. Go, for Pelicans. Kevin, for joining us, he had to eject early. Ralph's for, ignoring me. For Andrew, he's Andrew. Go, Pelicans. Most days. Uh, for Thomas back in Poland, running the show, doing an amazing job. As always, he's the best podcast producer in the world. And by the way, he's doing the podcast. There's potentially war in Europe. Thomas just put that aside and was like, I'm doing the podcast still. That's how dedicated he is to the show. So for everybody, thanks for joining us. Remember, kids, don't shoot your dick off. Until next week, the bar. Is closed. Are you going to acknowledge the Pelicans? The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. 
It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.